This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. How's everybody doing? Worship. Yet there is nothing like a live action example. And when you think about for the last um, two weeks, this is the third week that I've I've been um, teaching on the subject of spirit-filled living, spirit-filled life, being led by the spirit. It's the praise and worship that positions us immediately to hear God's voice and receive from him exactly what it is that we need to receive because he knows that. And before I get into, you know, other, other things I wanted to just share with you tonight, I really want to stay on um, what just took place during worship because we've been talking about the fact that as a spirit, we're one with God and getting used to the fact that we're not in, you know, God's not in us, we're in him. It's not me and God It's God individualized as Terry. And you just fill in your name. And one of the key things that we're wanting to get instilled into our spirits about this kind of conversation and teaching is the word awareness that we had spoken about the very first week. And it is um, very important that we're aware at any given moment of where we stand with God. Especially if we're closed off to him or we don't even know that he's there or it doesn't even feel like he's there or maybe you just don't know him yet or know the things of God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So what was so interesting about praise and worship is we can come in here from the fullness of our day and the fullness of our lives, and just want to use the atmosphere because at least, you know, family's not talking at you or screaming at you or disagreeing with you about anything. So it's just a nice atmosphere to be in anyways, and the chairs can be comfortable, you know, depending on what you sit at at, at work. But what God wants is for you to have an experience with him immediately. And he wants to get us to the point where we're able to turn off that dial so quickly and tune in his top hits so that we're immediately in his presence. And when um, the um, praise and worship team tonight was singing, the very first song, I mean, think about it. God loves us that much. He would say, wait a minute, we're going to put on the brakes in the very first song. Because I'm telling you, I want you to open up your arms to me. And I want to be able to come and embrace you and cause you to experience and know what it's like to be safe and to be saved and to be delivered and to be loved on and to have grace poured out on and to be cherished and to be nourished. And my question to you as part of This new subject that we're discussing on being spirit-filled and living from your spirit and realizing your spirit is the most critical part of your being. It is the most critical part. Your body's getting older every day. Your mind, your will, and your emotions are to line up to what the spirit of God is saying to you. They are actually meant to be a servant to you. Your emotions are to serve you, not you serving your emotions. So that when your emotions are so out there, so out there, legitimately because of what's going on in your life, you can be aware all of a sudden realize my emotions are out there. They are actually bossing me around instead of my spirit, which is filled with God telling them where to go. 
We have that ability to be aware, speak that, believe it, declare it, and cause peace to come. You actually have that ability. That's incredible how God has made us. So the creator of the world, the creator of the universe, God told us within eight minutes to open up your arms and let me in. That's revelation. That's rhema. That's not the written word of God. That's not like, oh, let the sun shine in, face it with a grin. He said, open up your arms and let me in. So what we want to be aware of, because I love on-the-job training. You know, there's, there's nothing w- worse than afterwards, uh, you know, Matt pointing out, you know, when Asia was saying that was the opportunity to be blessed by God. And you're like, ah, where was I? I don't know. You tell me. Because you was somewhere. That's what awareness is all about, which is so exciting to know where you was. <laughs> Maybe you're on tomorrow's projects. Maybe you're on, I shouldn't have let the dryer run. You know, you don't leave the house with the dryer running. You know, maybe you, you know, are, are worried um, you don't have enough gas to get home or something. And can you make it to the gas station? I said, what's wrong with you? <laughs> so where were you when he said that? Because being aware of where you were is a beautiful thing. It means you are on your way to really grasping walking in the spirit and hearing God's voice. Because we're not even at the part where we're talking about Holy Spirit and we're looking at the gospel stories where Jesus, he he gave us the incredible example of how you live a spirit-filled life. And it was quite simplistic as far as he was concerned. It was being able to hear what the Father is saying. And listening to it, listening to hear. We can hear someone say, oh, would you go out and, and, um, you know, uh, pick up a quart of milk at the grocery store? You heard the person say that. Did you do it? So Jesus listened to hear it, and then he obediently went and did it. That's what a spirit-filled life is all about hearing what God is telling you to do or say or where to go, actually doing it, being obedient, and being his representative and ambassador in that situation. That's the simplistic side of it. But if I don't grasp the power of my spirit and the enablement because God lives in me, And if I only say the words, in him I live and move and have my being, well, I missed that cue to open my arms. And God's not saying, who didn't open their arms in the group? He's saying, I implore you. I want to love on you. You don't know how to be loved, maybe. And I am the lover of your soul. And I know where you're hurting, and I know why you're crying. I implore you to let me comfort you and let me strengthen you and teach you who you really are. Because whoever said you aren't who I said you really are, that was a lie right from the pit of hell. And you can... Sit there and stay there with your arms tight and with your body language indicating exactly who you are or you can open up to God and live a life and a freedom that maybe you've never experienced before. So um, I, I want us to be aware of catching all of the love darts that God's throwing at you. He's just kissing you all over, whether you like it or not. He's like, just gotcha, gotcha. Gina, gotcha. 
I wasn't looking for that. I know. That's why I got you. Did it hurt? (laughs) Did you love it? Because there's more where that came from. There is more where that came from. So when he said, open your arms, I mean, I could just teach on that sentence all night. Are you able to open your arms? Because maybe your heart is so tightened up from life, from an experience where you opened your arms before and someone smacked you around for it, that you don't know how to open your arms or you refuse to. I was meditating this morning, um, and I was thinking about fathers. In fact, I was just so blessed, and you might not even know this. This took place because they were in the back, but um, Grace's son, Daniel, and her daughter-in-law, Katie, were in the back with their newborn, Ezekiel. And what the Holy Spirit quickened in me is that I had the ability tonight to be able to teach with multiple generations in the room. Because I've been with Grace and she's been under my teaching as I have been under her teaching, but her son Daniel was in the training center with me for the class on the Holy Spirit and your spiritual authority. And Katie has sat through training. And I did teaching when the baby was in the womb, so Ezekiel actually heard my voice already before he heard it tonight. And, and I just say that out of the profoundness of the way God wants us to live from a generational standpoint. So this morning, I was thinking about um, these parents that are so adorable, and they're teaching their little ones how to swim. I mean, I just had this visual, because this is how I am aware of how God ministers to me. And you want to start tallying up a list of the different ways you're seeing God speaking to you. Because he spoke to you tonight, for example, through the psalmist saying, open up your arms. So um, I'm seeing um, this father in in the swimming pool, and the little boy is off to the side, and he's trying to learn how to swim, and he doesn't want to jump into the water. And this precious father is saying to him, come on, come on, daddy will catch you. Daddy will catch you. Daddy's right here. And the little boy just jumps, and Daddy catches him. He barely gets his face wet, and he's laughing, and he's smiling and all that. And I said, God, that's who you are. But what he was showing me also was, he said, Terry, there are people who do not. Because we we all say what Heather said tonight. How do you get through life without Jesus? How do you check your phones tonight <laughs> while you're here without Jesus? And so he, he showed me a scene where the little boy goes to jump and the father lets him hit the, the bottom of the pool. And when he comes up and he's sputtering and spurting, the father's like, well, I don't teach you to trust anybody. How horrid. But there might be someone here tonight that has had that experience. And I want you to know, this is God, not an earthly human being that would do that to you. And the enemy would be so pleased to keep you in that place so that you are not experiencing the open arms of God. And we need to know as the body of Christ that that is what people can be going through. No one would be the way they are on purpose. No one would be. So all of that to say, we've been looking at very key words here just in the last couple weeks, of which the one of them was awareness. Have fun with what happened tonight with having praise and worship disrupted. Look for it on Sunday. Look for it. When they're singing and they're singing the words on the screen, but all of a sudden a different psalmist is going off with other words that, hmm, what's wrong? (laughs) That Donna's not putting the words up. She's not asleep. 
God is speaking. God is speaking. So pay attention to what he's speaking because it might not be for you. It might be for the person who is not able to open up their arms. Is not able to hear the voice of God because God's talking to them all the time. And what if you are the messenger that's able to say what God is telling you to say to them? Because I'm telling you, the right message at the right time to the right person because of the right situation, that's what being filled with the Spirit is all about. So we are looking at the importance of awareness and we are looking at the value of the word. Those few words, open up your arms and let me in, those are pure gold. And if you would take that sentence and do nothing but think about that for the next couple days, just over and over again, This is rhema, revelation truth about who God is and what he wants to do for us. So we don't have to, in this case, open up the word and where does it say it? But if I want to research the word open up or open up your hearts or let, the word let is so powerful. Let not your heart be troubled. Or let it be. It's a choice. So if he's saying, let me in, wait a minute, if you're saying let me in, then that means I can also not let you in. All right, let's start to work on this awareness thing. Why wouldn't I not let you in? I don't let anybody in. Okay, now why is that? And you can just start to think through and reason through, but then all of a sudden realize this doesn't have anything to do with God. He is completely opposite of anything negative or anything I'm believing. God, you're the one that said to let me in. In fact, let's do a little quick exercise right now. All right? I'll tell you what I'll tell you, then I'll tell you so that you're not nervous about what I'm going to tell you. (laughs) got it (laughs) let's ask the Holy Spirit to show us why we would want to let him in okay everybody with me just say Holy Spirit show me why you want me to let you in show me now Did he show anybody anything? Yeah. Yeah. That's how quick he answers. That's how quick he answers. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he loves you. That's what he thinks about you. Who said you're not my love? Who said you're unworthy? Who told you that? He's saying, you come here, you come here. Let me hold you. Let me hold you. I'm God. I know how to settle your heart down. And I will do it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. There is no limitation on my love for you. There is nothing you can do that can stop this. I'm going to 
flood you with love. And yes, it will feel strange because you're not used to it. That's how much God loves us. He wants us. This is such a give and take for us here tonight to grasp that your relationship with God is meant to be so intimate. So intimate. And he wants there to be a give and take. He already knows how you feel about yourself. He wants you to see that you're not on the right track. And that's not who you are. But there has to be a conversation. He wants you to be able to say, I feel this big. I don't know where my next breath is coming from. I can't take this much longer. And then he wants to be able to comfort and love you right out of those statements. So this is a very powerful time of being together like this because you think it's just a subject. It's your life. And, you know, I brought another spirit with me tonight. I upgraded. This is the scrub daddy that I was telling you about last week. I just love this thing. And this is your spirit, remember? We said that, look at this smiley face. And you can put your spoons in there and get those cleaned and your little fork things and and all of that jazz. But what I'm, I'm, I wanted to remind you, and this is scrub daddy. And the other thing that I love about this is, again, I see God in everything. Everything. I mean, somebody said, if you've seen him in asparagus, trust me, I see him in everything. Everything. And what I loved about this box was it says, amazing, America's favorite sponge. It's scratch-free. God wants us to be scratch-free. He does. Dishwasher safe. The washing of the water of the word, getting all that gunk off of you, going through the rinse cycle a couple times, putting in more detergent than you're supposed to. I mean, think about what we do to ourselves. Deep cleaning. Anybody here need a deep cleaning with the Lord? Who didn't open their arms to him? You need a deep cleaning. (laughs) Quite frankly. All right. You also might need the dishwasher safe and the scratch free. And then a versatile smile, because you can put the spoons in here and get the gunk cleaned off, and it still looks good. So what I'm saying with this again this week, and what I want to continue with is, this is my spirit. This is where God lives, and I live with him. And when I became born again, and a new creature in Christ... The word of God says that we were joined to him, joined as in welding, melding, two becomes one. He cannot separate out of here. I can't. We're stuck together. Oh, punish me. I'm going to get to be loved the rest of my life. Get to be loved the rest of my life. So you are a sponge, your spirit. And I'm just asking you to use your imaginations because you already know how to use them to be sad. Learn how to use them to be happy because you use the same imagination to reverse the effect. Same imagination. God makes it so simple for us. So here you are walking around with the Godhead in you. Remember, we can't separate God, Jesus, or the Holy Spirit out of us. And this is picture perfect because it's God and you together. What's not picture perfect 
is up here. So we need scrub daddy up here. And the only way we're going to get scrub daddy to come from here to your mind, your will and emotions, which is filled with gunk, maybe not you, but I know I'm speaking on behalf of myself. (laughs) I almost brought a flashlight too, but I thought that would really freak you out. (laughs) I used to do that in the training center. I'd put it under my blouse and people like, oh my gosh, it was appropriate. I did it, you know, like straight out and stuff, but it's to give you an idea. How bright is your light? How bright is your light? Is it a little puny light that you're giving off to the rest of the world? Or is it blinding? I intend to be blinding. And I'm on my way. (laughs) I have left the station. I just do not care. You know, hey, I'll do this. You know, and you can't see it, but boy, it's in there. And if I'm heading for you, I am heading for you. Because Scrub Daddy (laughs) wants to minister to your heart. What needs to come off of your heart where it's encased with something? I heard just a a, a wonderful teaching um, by Wendy Backland, um, uh, uh, living in the supernatural. And she used the term, she was talking about your spirit and just grasping how profound it is. This is the most important thing of all of you. It's the most important thing. Not your body, not your mind, your will, your emotions. Where God lives is the most profound thing about you. And what she asked was, are you walking around with your spirit entombed? Entombed, that was like one strong word, entombed. You know, Lazarus, come forward. Come forward. So that I can minister out. So we have been looking at the fact that we're spirit, we live in a body, we have our mind, wills, and emotions. We're looking at the fact that this is the most important thing about you. We are looking at the fact that how full is your sponge with the water and the anointing of the Holy Spirit? Is your sponge dry? Is your sponge Half full. Or is it completely full? It would be completely full because you have been in the presence of God. Just tonight in praise and worship, if you didn't position yourself all week to really separate yourself and be in the presence of God... It happened tonight. Are you aware of that? Did you again catch when God said to you, open your arms? Did you catch it? Because you want to evaluate yourself. And I, you know, and, and I love what Kath, Pastor Kathy says all the time. And I learned this from her 19 years ago. She has always used the same term, no condemnation. No condemnation. But let me tell you something. It wasn't until I learned to walk more in my spirit that I actually believed it was no condemnation. Otherwise, all I just said was no condemnation. And I would condemn myself and condemn myself and condemn myself. And it's not until you even pay attention to those two words, which is revelation, that you're still condemned. Condemning yourself. So, and, and I would say it just, you know, because, well, first of all, you know, my gosh, I'm getting into leadership. I got to say no condemnation until I learned to be a mess in front of everybody and just transparent. I can outtop any of you. Not that I want to. I've really slowed down. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> 
I just can't stay up that late anymore. <laughs> I guess that's part of it. Uh, but anyhow, <laughs> my point being, <laughs> scrub daddy wood is my point. <laughs> yeah, I just, I love to play with God. You know, we should be able to have fun with him. So what condition are you in? What conditions your condition? <laughs> yeah, and that's an old song from the 60s and 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God wants you high on him. He wants you high on him. So we're looking at a combination of things here, and you're going to realize why we're spending this time on being a spirit and awareness. Again, the easy part is God saying, go say that to that person. Okay. Are you able to hear that? Most importantly, do you want to? Let's go ahead, Donna, and we'll look at Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Let's stop right there and look at this. Are you willing to present yourself, your body, as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service? I mean, that's a really important question. Are you able to answer that with a yes or a no? Or... Jesus, could you just tell me a little bit more about this presenting as a living sacrifice? What do you mean by that? Holy? What's the time limitation on that? Is there an age category to that? Or was that like teen years? Acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. When you're talking to God, when you're reading the word, when you read something like this, what do you think about that? Because it's not supposed to be heavy. It's just reasonable that you would want to leave a trail of love. We're going to look um, uh, at following the flow of love. The rivers of living water that spill out of your spirit... Jesus, where's it going? Where's it going? Where's it going? Where's it, where's it heading? Where, oh, seems to be going over there by, by Stephanie. Maybe it's to Barb. I'm not sure which one is. Is, is it Barb? Rivers of living water. So I know that my spirit is alive to the fact that God is doing something right now, and he wants an ambassador. He wants a representative. He wants a lover of his to go and bring her a piece of his heart because it's what his heart is saying about her. It's what his heart is wanting to do for her. And you just follow the flow. That's how easy it is to do what he's telling you. Who were you led to this week? Because each of you would have been led to somebody. Look in the mirror. God wants to lead you to you. He wants to lead you to you. So that when you are looking in the mirror, you really are starting to see Jesus. This is being peeled off of me. The fact that at worship on on Wednesday night, I didn't want to open my arms, even when I was encouraged to. I don't do opening of arms. Well, it's a little hard to snuggle with God if you don't open your arms. But guess what? Like a laser, he'll still get into that tight fist of yours. You know, and it's not like he's like, told you so, told you so, I'm going to love you. We would just tick that person off, you know, from the standpoint of, okay, they're, they're, you know, 
Let Pastor Sally minister to them. (laughs) I'm not doing that one. I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. God won't do that. God will not do that. So the next um, scripture, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world. And when we're conformed to this world is when we decide we're not going to work out of here. We're not going to live out of our spirit. We're going to live out of our own mind, will, and emotion. We are choosing to be self-centered instead of God, Christ, Holy Spirit-centered. It's a choice, absolute choice. Thank you, Jesus, but you're not as good at this as I am. I am the master at manipulating. And he's saying, but what if manipulation doesn't even come into it? What if we love them into it? I don't do love like that. They need to be taught a lesson. And all of the wisdom, remember last week we talked about sitting at the gate of wisdom every morning. You don't have to show your hands, but who sat at the gate of wisdom this morning? Is anything I'm teaching laying in your hearts? (laughs) Is anybody doing anything I'm suggesting? (laughs) I'm just teasing with you, but it's a great question. And see, it's not a waste of my time. I'm preaching to myself. I'm real hopped up about that. I need this today. I need this today. So don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. I've got to get, because God only talks to your spirit. This is where it's happening. In your spirit. He does not talk to your head. However, your head and your mind is incredibly valuable. It's invaluable. In our spirit, we are receiving wisdom from God. Wisdom from God. In our mind, will, and emotion, we are receiving information from the world. Which do you think is better? And yet, God created us with minds, with brains, with wanting us to have intelligence and to do things properly and such. But the combination of God's wisdom and the gifting that he gave you to be a mathematician or a business administrator or a car salesman or a baker or a banker or a systems analyst or a computer scientist or a doctor or a nurse, he gave you that intelligence, but can you imagine operating both out of your spirit first combined with your wisdom, your, I'm sorry, your, your intelligence. And what typically can happen is, let's say, for example, God ministers to you in a way of dreams. In the middle of the night, you have a dream that is right from God, and you wake up, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. In fact, I remember one, this was a couple of years ago. Um, my Patrick, we had just been to the Mark Verkler class here, and that was a while ago. That was like maybe 15 years ago, and it was on hearing God's voice. And so, um, and I would say this even if he was here. <laughs> So Patrick likes to really get into things, you know, and he'll, if it's like going to be tennis, he'll buy the whole outfit, even if he only goes once. And, you know, it's like, can't you, can't you just go first and see if you like it, you know, instead of buying, you know, all this stuff that you'll never wear again. And, um, and so that night after uh, Mark Verkler taught, it was about writing things down immediately. Well, I'm, a, I'm not a sound sleeper. And I'm laying in bed next to him, and all of a sudden, it's like the middle of the night, and I wake up, and I am, like, scared to death because there is a man sitting next to me with a flashlight in his mouth writing in a book. And when a flashlight's in your mouth, it gives a very strange impression to your nostrils and stuff, and even your teeth. And it was like, what the? And I even, you know, I said something inappropriate. And it's like... 
is this normal? Is this normal? But he said, well, we're supposed to write it down while we remember it. I said, well, then we're going to have to sleep in separate rooms. This is not working. This is not working. But what I want to share with you is, you know, if that's how you operate and you need the, the flashlight and stuff, like write it down. Because what's going to happen is it was spoken to your spirit. And you're swearing to God, I will never forget this. This is unbelievably profound. This is an answer to everything. And you wake up the next morning and you're like, E-I-E-I-O. I mean, you cannot even think or come close to what had been said to you. But look at how your spirit and your mind works. It came into your spirit. But if you had sat down, and let's say it's not even the middle of the night, it's a vision that you just get, or a word from God, or tonight everybody got, open up your arms and let me in. That's gold. You should write that down. You should think about it like every day for the rest of your life. And it should just float your boat. But what you need to do is research it more so that it becomes ingrained and embedded in your mind. So that even the next time you hear the word let, let the Holy Spirit remind you, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not, which means you can let your mind be troubled. Want to play out both scenarios? What would it look like if your mind is not troubled? Now let's play out, let your mind be troubled. How does that look to you? Where we can learn to be aware of, whoa, I've had enough of this. I'm catching myself right now in the middle of this one. You know, it's not like, you know, the diet where if we come off of it, it's like, okay, then I'm waiting till next month. And it's like September 2nd. <laughs> You're going to wait till October 1st. Just hop. I- I've used that. Just hop back on again. You know, or worse, well, I'm waiting till next year's New Year's resolution on losing weight. And this is February. We can come up with anything to anesthetize ourselves. But think about how all it takes is the extra time and effort to research. Look at the times you've let and look at the times you've let not. And Holy Spirit. In fact, let's do this right now. Anyone here would have a life situation. Let's ask, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you, then I'm going to tell you what I told you, right? Let's ask the Holy Spirit to show us a picture of if we let him help us. Let's just do that, okay? Holy Spirit, I ask you to show me a picture in this situation Of what it would look like if I let you help me. Show me now. Did the Holy Spirit show anybody here something? Yeah. And please don't disqualify if he told you to forgive somebody. It's all Terry's fault. She asked. (laughs) He showed me. God has the perfect plan and purpose for you. And he wants your mind at ease. And what we're talking about here tonight is the, the power of your spirit and the ability to be able to transform your life because of it. 
And transforming your life is transforming your thoughts. What's going on in your mind? It's transforming your will. I will not forgive them. Okay. I always liken it to a calendar where God is holding up a calendar to me and saying, okay, Terry, will you show me when you will forgive them? Just show me on the calendar, sweetie. Um, you know, it, oh, it's not this year. Okay, then show me what year it would be. Uh, oh, wow, that far out. Okay, interesting. Okay. And they're going to let me stick with 2024. But they're saying, I had thousands and thousands of other things I could have done in that situation. But she's locked herself down to the fact that, and she means it. You know that will of hers. She means it. Hands off. So I just prayed for my heart to be troubled. Let my heart be troubled. I know the solution, but I'm not doing that. They need to come to me. You know, my mother-in-law, who was like fabulous, we never had a single crossword or disagreement on anything. She was the most wonderful woman. And she went to her grave being angry with Uncle Tony for 42 years over setting the thermostat down lower than she wanted. You know, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. Where would anybody say about any of us, you have got to be kidding me? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Over that? <laughs> I'm sorry. It just, it's laughable when you, when you see how silly it is for somebody else. It's not laughable for us. But that's where intimacy with God comes in. So we're seeing the power of your spirit to affect your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. And when God is showing us something, like, Terry, I can't work with you in that area for till 2024, he'll continue to work with me because I'll ask him every day. But how could I keep this one thing from him? I don't want help with that, but I do want help with these 58 other things. Just not that one. So you just relax. Go, go work on Heather. <laughs> Heather needs help in that area. <laughs> she, you know, she loves you. This is powerful how powerful your spirit is, and how we are excuseless that we would ever believe that we can't change our mind on something and rearrange our entire way of thinking because it doesn't line up with God. We are, you are without excuse. I'm sorry. I'm, I mean that politely. I am absolutely without excuse. It's, I don't even want to, you know, and we can't, well, that just reminds me of something Holy Spirit's ministering it to me right now. And that is because of the love of God that's in our spirit. Yeah, you know, I can be like, until you clean up your act in that area, there is no sense even going there. But, you know, you got to have boundaries. You think about people that are in counseling, do counseling all the time. If they said, I don't want to hear another thing about affairs. Okay, well, that leaves you 14 out. I don't want to hear anything about your finances if, if, you know, if, if you're not saving. Every, okay, well, that leaves that 28 out. And all of a sudden, there's only one person to get counseling from, and it ends up being you because, <laughs> of course, we're perfect. 
God keeps coming back for more. Isn't that amazing? I mean, think about his profound, profound love that he keeps coming back for more. He doesn't want to leave us where we are. That's how much he loves us. So when he is giving us a word, and that word that he gave us tonight about open up your arms, let me in. If we just dwell on that, you know, on the way home tonight, or, you know, if somebody says to you, what'd you do last night? Instead of always talking about where you ate or what you ate, why not, you know, share <laughs> something about God? That I was in a service where God stopped it and invited us to understand more clearly that it's happening right now that I want to love you. That you don't have to wait till 745 or 8 o'clock or whatever. And it's happening all around you day in and day out. Why not live an exciting life of wanting to catch God here and there, and he's doing this for me, and he's doing that for me. When we were in praise and worship tonight, one of the things that the Holy Spirit showed me, and those of you that are involved with teaching or, or working with, with little ones and such, you know, there are um, uh, big coloring pages that you can get where they hide, like maybe it's a picture of, um, of a, a house, but hidden among the house, it'll say, Try to find the 10 little animals. And there's a raccoon here, and there's a, a little squirrel, and a little bunny rabbit, and a, and a doe, and such. And, and the kids are, 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 are looking for it. That's exactly what's going on here in praise and worship. God is all over the place. And he wants to be found. He wants to be found. So if we even took it as an assignment for Sunday, when they're doing praise and worship, be looking for those little animals. Be looking for, oh my gosh, that's God saying that. Be looking at the, the, the words on the screen, because it doesn't have to be a person singing it. It's words on the screen that say, you know, um, waymaker, miracle worker, Promise keeper, light in the darkness, that's who you are. Waymaker. Does anyone here need a waymaker? Do you have a way, a situation that you need a waymaker? Then you stay on those words and you say to God, I need you to be my waymaker. I need to you to have you talk to me about being my way maker. I need to hear your voice. I need to know that I'm not losing my mind here. I need for you to show me where am I wrong because I'm willing to step back and just say, Terry, stop screwing things up. Sit still long enough to hear what God is trying to tell you. Promise keeper, promise keeper, promise keeper. Okay. I remember somebody gave me a word in 1988 about God always keeping his promises to me. Gosh, what did I do with that? Or I forget, did it go like that? How could I not remember? Because I didn't value it. Which means I did not value his divine revelation to me. I didn't value it. And now it's like, oh, give me a word, give me a word, give me a... I'm not giving you a word. I gave you 200 of them. You didn't do anything with that. It's like, you know, somebody wanting more candy. It's like, finish that. I'm not giving you any more till you finish that. And I'm just... I'm not pointing the... I'm only pointing the finger at me. It's just, you got to think these things through. We are in our relationship with the Godhead... We are in our relationship with understanding that we are spirit joined as one with God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We're exactly where we've chosen to be. Exactly where we've chosen to be. And if I'm in a house like this, 
that positions me to hear over and over and over again about what God wants to do for us and about all of the different opportunities and, and, and uh, subjects that are discussed. What comes off of the platform? What happens in counseling? What happens in SOSA? What happens in the children's ministry? We, there are like love bombs all over the place here that you can't step through without being hit by something that's going to help you. That's exciting. And I'm telling you, it's exciting as the body of Christ that God has us positioned here. The very last thing that I'll share with you, and it's just a scripture off the top of my head. It comes from the Amplified um, Classic Edition. But I love this because it is talking about each and every one of us from the standpoint of that God knows your heart. And, And the disciple Paul was saying this, that, you know, my speech and, and, and the words that are you, I'm using with you, they're not eloquent. They're not in any form of, of high-level wisdom. But I want to tell you something on this date, that they are in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and a power that's working on me, because this is a huge responsibility to be responsible for your heart's And to say to each and every one of us, only what God is telling me to say. Because I can come up with a bunch of things. You know I'm from New Jersey. I can speak for weeks. But I had better only speak to your heart what the Holy Spirit is saying. Because he wants us to get it. So my speech, my clarity, you know, please disregard it. But it is in demonstration of the Holy Spirit working on me and through me. And what, it is, what is happening here is that it is evoking in each of you. I am confident of this. The most holy emotions. Thus persuading you. It's not up to me to persuade you. I'm really falling in love with the scrub daddy. It's not up to me to persuade you. It's up to the Holy Spirit. And there is no comparison to what he wants you to get. So please grasp that this is a very important date and time. This is a season of your life where God wants to bring us up and raise us up to the point. Uh, I, I love what it, it talks about in, um, in the passage Bible, in, the, in, in uh, the book of Romans, where it talks about those that are led or led by the, uh, you know, are, are the children of God. And what it talks about in the passage is that um, children of God, and I'm paraphrasing, are those and only those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Those and only those who are moved to action by the impulses. How do you not feel this? You know, like the the invisible collar for your dog. How are you not moved (laughs) by the impulses of the Holy Spirit? Father God, we are wild about you. And you are showing us so slowly and so distinctly who we are as a spirit being. That there is nothing more important than how you wired us. And the fact that we live in you. You are showing us to catch you, what's happening in the atmosphere. You are showing us how to have a life of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. You are encouraging us, Holy Spirit. In fact, we commit to you. We just want to talk to you. We just want to ask you some questions about ourselves. We just want to learn about who we really are. And we are grasping because we experienced it tonight. You respond as soon as we ask. 
Holy Spirit, I ask that you just cause each of us here tonight to have very specific thoughts about what was said this evening and done in praise and worship so that we would grasp that that's actually actually revelation truth. It's divine revelation. We're going to drill down on it. We're going to stay on it. We're going to ponder it. We're going to meditate on it. We're going to imagine it until it replaces the negative of what it is that you were showing us. We are so excited, God, that we are yours and that you are ours. In Jesus' name we pray. And Lord, enlighten us. Just cause us to be so alert on Sunday. But do it even before that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.